It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams. In once again today for Sandy Rios, great to have you here today. I'm a former Department of Justice lawyer, president now of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, nation's only law firm dedicated wholly to election integrity. Also serve on the United States Commission for Civil Rights, a presidential appointee by President Trump, although I can't ever say that prominently. It's against the rules for me to prominently feature that role. And you can reach me on Twitter at electionlawctr. That's electionlawctr. Thanks so much, Sandy, for having me sub for you. It's always a treat. And later this hour, we're going to be talking about the Supreme Court nomination. And you will be able to tell when you hear who the nominee is, who does Joe Biden answer to? Who does Joe Biden answer to? We're going to find that out based on who he picks We've got some clues, and I'll have Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation on with me to talk about those clues and some other completely whack job nominations that have taken place this year. So who does Joe Biden answer to? I don't know who he answers to yet, but I do know, I do know that I was at the grocery store this weekend and I saw a can of tomato soup for $1.80. $1.80 for a can of Small can, not the big one. You've seen the price of beef? Inflation. It's like it's like most most people alive under the age of I'd say forty five don't even know what inflation is. You're lucky if you don't know what inflation is because it'll rip you up. You got empty shelves. Haven't seen that before in my lifetime. You know, it looks like Poland in nineteen eighty six or Soviet Russia. Get in line for toilet paper. Crime? <laughs> Holy moly. Crime is on the, on the upswing. Uh, just in Wisconsin, a woman, two women, shot someone at a hamburger place because they didn't get their hamburger. They went out to the car, got their gun, shot the person in the face. Yep. Welcome to America 2022, where we also have an obsession about race. It's racial obsession. You even see that during the, during the football commercials. I don't know if you noticed this. Lots of, uh, lots of obsession about race and marketing now. And you have non-citizens going to vote in New York. Wow, what a great start to the Biden administration. This is the kind of America we all dream about, right? High crime, high inflation, empty shelves, aliens voting. Oh, but you know what? What we're really missing are free crack pipes. That's, that's the missing ingredient to the perfect America is federal government distributed crack pipes. And this story hit the last couple of days that the federal government was going to be funding as part of a, a $30 million harm reduction program, crack pipes. <laughs> 
if you haven't heard this story, I'm not making this up. This was a real story that the feds were going to be buying crack pipes for, for addicts. And the White House vigorously defended and said, no, 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 no. This is misinformation. There's no crack pipes being given out. Jen Paskey said that there's safe smoking kits being distributed as part of a harm reduction program, and there's no crack pipes in it. And when they were asked what was in it, Jen Paskey at the White House said there's alcohol swabs, lip balm, and clean syringes. So we're not going to give you crack pipes to smoke crack, but we're going to give you clean syringes to shoot heroin. See, this is what, this is what it's become in, the, in, this, in this White House where they don't even see how ridiculous they are. No crack pipes, just clean syringes. Leave us alone. Don't bother us with your fake news about crack pipes because it's really syringes we're giving out. All right. That's just how it goes. Oh, and, and meanwhile, all along, as the shelves are empty and the cars are being stolen and the hamburger restaurant employees are being shot and crime is out of control, what's next? Vaccine mandates. Well, finally, there's some pushback. Representative Chip Roy of Texas, Senators Rand Paul of Kentucky, Ted Cruz of Texas, Mike Lee of Utah, and Ron Johnson, all four senators plus House member Roy, have introduced a bill to prohibit federal funding of vaccine mandates. Now, the reason this actually has some clout is because the federal government is in the process of going through its budget process right now. And when the federal government goes through the budget process in Congress, lots of things can happen. And with a little bit of courage, and there's the important word, lots of bad things can be stopped. Lots of bad things can be stopped. And what Chip Roy of Texas is going to try to do is to not allow any federal funding of vaccine mandates. So all of the employees of the federal government, oh, and you, you heard me mention that I'm a U.S. Commissioner on Civil Rights, not very prominently mentioned, but mention it. I have a federal employee who's a staffer who's subjected to vaccine mandates. And anyone who works in the federal government has a vaccine mandate. And what Chip Roy is going to try to do, and those four senators, is stop the federal government from mandating vaccines. Now, you could do something about this. Right now, there is a, a, a effort for you to let Congress know that you'd stand for freedom by voting against any funding that does not defund the enforcement of Biden vaccine mandates. You can go to a website called alignact.com, alignact.com, and right there on the front page is a way to show your support of Representative Roy to ban federal funding of vaccine mandates. And what Align Act does is it sort of, it amalgamates, it's like a petition. And you could weaponize and concentrate your voice into your congressman and senator. So it's alignact.com to fund Biden's vaccine mandates. It's right there on the front page. This is important, folks. The government should not be telling you, let alone the federal government, should not be telling you that you have to get a shot. 
just because you're a federal employee or a federal contractor. They've already lost in court on the OSHA vaccine mandate, the one that says if you employ more than a certain number of people, you have to get a vaccine mandate or you have to impose one on your employees. That's already been struck down by courts because there are still some judges who believe in the rule of law, who don't believe the federal government has the power in the Constitution to impose medical treatment on private citizens. Now, I have what I call the Omaha Steaks Challenge. There's a couple things I offer my Christian Adams Omaha Steaks Challenge. If you could find the precinct where more people voted than were registered, I will send you a case of Omaha Steaks. I just need the name. Now, that's been out there for a couple of years, and I've never gotten the name of this, this precinct. Precinct, the voting district. My next Omaha Steaks Challenge, and you could call in at 1-888-589-8840. That's 1-888-589-8840 for my Omaha Steaks Challenge. Tell me in the Constitution where it says that the federal government has the power to impose a medical treatment on a private citizen. Anywhere. Amendments, Article 1, Article 2, Article 3. Tell me where the founders wrote in the power for the federal government to force you to get inoculated. Oh, because they knew about inoculations. If you know anything about John Adams, no relation. He spent quite a bit of time holed up because he had taken a smallpox inoculation. They were doing that back then. So, you know, the people who worked on the Constitution were perfectly aware of inoculations. They were much more miserable back then, believe me. Because sometimes the, the smallpox inoculation got the better of you. But they were aware of it. They could have written in an Article 9 of the United States Constitution, this government shall have the power to impose inoculations on citizens. They could have done it. They knew about it but they didn't. In fact, they gave the states all the power that the king used to have if it wasn't spelled out in the Constitution. And as I've said before when I've co-hosted or I guest hosted for Sandy, the states have the power to burn down your orchard if there's a blight. That's an ancient power of the king. They can go in and they can burn your orchard down if they find like worms I keep bees. I have bees, beehives. If my beehives get infected with certain things, the state can come and basically take them away and burn them because they're trying to protect the stock of bees. So the state does have the power to fight contagious disease. They can even force you to quarantine. You know, in the old days, they used to run around with paint in the streets of London and they would paint doors. Like, I think it was either with a big yellow X or maybe it was with the letter Q. And they'd say, you can't leave your house. The states have the power to do that. The federal government does not. The federal government was never given the power of vaccine mandates. And you could do something about it by supporting Representative Chip Roy. And go to AlignAct.com and let your voice be heard that you don't want the federal government imposing vaccine mandates on anybody. Maybe the military. I don't know. That could be a national security issue. That is in the Constitution, the power to raise armies. But it's certainly not in the Constitution that some bureaucrat 
and federal employee at the Department of Veterans Affairs has to submit to a medical treatment. That's not there. It violates their rights. Want to hear from you, 1-88-589-8840. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can win the Omaha Stakes Challenge and find a place in the Constitution where it says that the federal government has the power to impose medical treatment. But that's what the federal government's been doing. I've seen the emails at my U.S. Commission on Civil Rights email. Remember, not prominently on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. Can't be prominent. Can't do that. But in any, oh, and I don't speak for the commission. That's the other important thing I'm always supposed to tell you. Cannot speak for the commission. But the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights employees, they have to get medical treatment. Want to hear from you, 1-88-589-8840. We're going to be talking about judicial appointments today. And this is important because it's really going to demonstrate what kind of president we have and who he answers to. What kind of president we have and who he answers to. Does he answer to the radical progressive wing of the Democrat Party, which is the D.C. establishment, the Harvard-Yale graduates, right? Don't underestimate how many Ivy Leaguers are infested throughout the federal government telling you how to live your life, ruling from the bench. Or does the president answer to the people, to you, to mainstream America? We're going to find out. We're going to find out when we find out who the president is going to pick for the Supreme Court. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. We're talking about vaccine mandates. Have you been subject to a mandate? Has your employer come to you and say, hey, if you want to keep your job, then you've got to get the shot? Or have you refused it? You've been fired. Lots of people have lost their jobs. I know with the federal government, if you don't get that vaccine, oh boy, you're in trouble. I'm Christian Adams on with Sandy, for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. I want to hear from you, 1-888-589-8840. We'll be right back after this with Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation. And we're going to answer some questions about who Joe Biden really answers to. Is the answer to you or to the elites? We'll be back right after this. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. 
Today, we pray for Alejandra Castillo, Assistant Secretary of Commerce at the Economic Development Administration. She works to create the conditions for economic growth and opportunity. Proverbs 31.16 reminds us of the importance of investing and economic growth. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, We ask you to guide Alejandra Castillo as she promotes business opportunity in our country. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Well, just as I predicted, four states, all controlled by Democrats, have decided to lift statewide mask mandates, New Jersey, Connecticut, Oregon, and Delaware. I have no doubt more states will follow their lead as we draw closer to the midterm elections, proving that all of these shutdowns and mandates were ordered not out of public safety, but out of political control. Dr. Fauci, the patron saint of Wuhan, even suggested the full-blown pandemic stage could wind down in a few months just in time for Election Day. The Democrats are counting on the American people having long-term memory loss, but we can never forget what they did to our nation, and I'm not going to let you forget. It was the Democrats who shut down our church houses. It was the Democrats who ruined our economy, closed down our businesses. It was the Democrats who made our children wear face coverings. Remember that on Election Day. I'm Todd Stearns. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios today. So glad you're with us. And I hope you're having a great day so far. Our next guest is from the Heritage Foundation. He's a guest friend of the show. I know he's been on more than once uh, with both me and Sandy. Hans von Spakovsky. How are you doing this morning, Hans? I'm doing just great, Christian. Hans, I, I, we're going to talk about judges here in a second, but I have some questions for you first. When you're driving in your car all by yourself, do you wear your mask? <laughs> no, I don't. And in fact, fortunately, I work at the Heritage Foundation, and we do not have a mask requirement, nor do we have a vaccination requirement. Well, when you're walking, going for a walk down the street by yourself, do you wear a mask then? Uh, absolutely not. Why, why would I? I think that's yeah. just ridiculous. It's the strangest thing I see this happening. Now, the most important question for you, Hans, I call it the Omaha Steak Challenge. If someone can find this for me, they get a case of Omaha Steaks from Christian. And my question to you is, do you know where it is in the federal constitution that says that the federal government was given the power to mandate medical treatment? Have you, have you found that yet? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, no one's going to win that uh, those Omaha stakes because obviously it, that that power does not exist. 
All right. Well, despite the fact that the power does not exist, Hans, the Biden administration keeps seeming to find lawyers who are basically willing to say anything uh, and get them appointed to federal bench judges. And and that's one of the things we want to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court possibilities because I actually know one of them. Um, Not well, but I went to law school with one of them. And uh, but I first want to talk about um, <clears throat> you know, the, the lower courts, the lower courts in this country have seen a whole bunch of extremely ideological uh, picks for these lower federal courts by the Biden administration. And one of them we want to talk about is for the Southern District of New York. And you might ask the question, what does a, a judicial pick have to do with things like voter ID and citizenship verification and election integrity. But it turns out, Hans, it really does, doesn't it? That there's a pick for the Southern District of New York that has a great deal to do with election integrity. Yeah. And and what folks need to understand is, you know, we pay a lot of attention to, uh, to who's picked uh, for the Supreme Court, even somewhat for the courts of appeals. But uh, the folks that are nominated to serve in these federal district courts, which are the trial courts across the country, are virtually ignored. And unfortunately, presidents seem to get whoever they they want in there. Well, except, of course, with the exception of Donald Trump, who the Democrats oppose every single judge. But the point is, look, the Supreme Court only takes about 80 cases a year. The vast majority of federal cases are down in these district courts. Um, bad decisions often don't get appealed. So we really got to pay more attention to it. And and the per, one of the people that has been nominated, this guy named Dale Ho from the ACLU, um, he, he's got to be one of the worst individuals, I think, ever nominated for a federal judgeship in the entire history of the United States. And I know that's okay. saying a lot, but it's really true. Right. Well, let, let, let's make sure everybody heard that name. Dale Ho, H-O, not H-O-E. H.O. Dale Ho is a nominee for the Southern District of New York. And Hans, this isn't just sort of some kind of like lefty uh, um, sort of, you know, milquetoast liberal, is it? This is like a mad, angry, radical opponent of election integrity, isn't he? Yes, he he is a litigation warrior of the left. And when he had his hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, Senator John Kennedy, after looking at his Twitter account, at Ho's Twitter account, said, boy, you, you are really an angry man. And he's absolutely right about that. His Twitter account is filled with the most caustic attacks on uh, Republicans, on senators, on anyone who's a conservative, and anyone who disagrees with him on an issue. I mean, he Ho comes out of the anti-American Marxist fever swamp of the left. He is filled with hate, hatred uh, for Americans, and he is the typical Yale-Princeton elitist who has a complete contempt for ordinary uh, uh, Americans. I mean, he is a radical advocate, and there's just simply no way that he has the temperament or the ability to leave behind his bias and hate to actually be a federal judge. 
and we'll get we'll get more into the Ivy League elitist in just a moment. But Dale Ho has been one of the leaders in striking down popular election integrity laws around the country, yeah. like citizenship verification. In other words, making sure that only Americans are registering to vote in a case in Kansas, going after voter ID across the United States. So when you guys out there listening wonder who it is that's against these things that nearly every American believes in, namely secure elections and safeguards, it's a guy like Dale Ho, who the president appointed to be a, a federal judge for life, a lifetime appointment. And Hans, you, you, you know about Dale Ho and all of this litigation. Yeah, I've unfortunately had many personal dealings with him. And look, you know, I, I deal, I often deal with people who, you know, they may be on the left, we disagree on issues, um, but we can disagree on the issues and still be friendly. Dalo is not like that. If you disagree with him, if you are not, don't have his extremist leftist beliefs, you are basically an enemy of the state. And he would do everything he can to destroy you personally and professionally. By the way, he is also the lawyer who um, helped sue the Trump administration to prevent the citizenship question from being on the U.S. census. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable that this man has been nominated. Look, uh, Christian, you and I have have had lots of now unfortunate experience with the folks that Barack Obama appointed to the court. Some of the most uh, leftist ideologues uh, ever appointed to the, to the federal bench. Um, the nominees of Joe Biden, are, it's, a, it's a hard to believe, but they are far worse. Right. And I'm on with Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation. We're talking about judicial nominees, including Dale Ho, of, for the Southern District of New York, the federal court there, lifetime appointment, and how he's a radical opponent of election integrity laws. Hans, now he didn't exactly get out of the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, um, very uh, with flying colors. I mean, I think it was an 11-11 tie, uh, and a lot of it revolved around his temperament, about his angry, mean, yeah. caustic temperament. And, uh, you know, what's next for this nomination of Dale Ho? Well, you know, they've temporarily withdrawn it. Uh, that often happens um, in a situation like this. And then the presidents will resubmit the nomination uh, if they believe actions are a little more favorable or, or have somehow become more favorable in the Senate. So this has not gone away. And what, what folks need to understand is that um, Ho is the kind of individual who, I mean, he's really he professes to be in favor of democracy. Uh, and, you know, he professes that by opposing voter ID laws and all kinds of election reforms, which of course is the opposite of being true, but he's really anti-democratic. Why? Because he sees the courts as a way of trying to get the progressive policies in place that he can't get through the democratic process. In other words, when they can't convince a state legislature or they can't convince the voters in a referendum, to put in some, you know, left-wing progressive policy they want, they then go to the court and try to use the, the judicial system to force their views on the people and on state legislators. And that shows how anti-democratic he is. And in a federal judgeship, 
there's no way that he would ever pay attention to the Constitution or the actual law. He's going to use that position as a super, basically, legislative dictator to put in the, the social justice policies that he thinks need to be in place. Of course, that's been their model since Roe v. Wade, essentially, is to allow these elitists from Ivy League law schools to act like super legislators. Hans, I suppose people can still call their senators about Dale Ho, right? Yes, and they and they should. I mean, if there's anyone I've encountered now in 20 years in Washington who should not be a federal judge, uh, he is at the top of the list. So that's Dale Ho. Uh, You guys can call your senators. Now, let's shift a bit. And I posed at the beginning of the show the question, Hans, and we're on with Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation. I posed the question, who does Joe Biden answer to? And I suggested that we're going to find out if Joe Biden answers to option A, progressive elitist who went to Ivy League law schools and intellectually dominate Washington, D.C., or option B, regular America. And the choices that uh, have been talked about for the Supreme Court are basically three. Kentaji Brown-Jackson, who's on the D.C. Court of Appeals, Leandra Kruger, who's on the California Supreme Court, and Michelle Childs, who's a federal judge in South Carolina. Now, I went to law school with Michelle Childs. She was two years ahead of me. So I was a 1L. She was a 3L. We were in the same law school. And after law school, Michelle Childs uh, worked for a large firm. She was a state court judge and would put people in jail and was was straight down the middle, wasn't pro-defendant, probably skewed a little bit pro-prosecutor. And as a federal judge, it's been similar. Um, Kruger was a solicitor general who argued, assistant solicitor general, who argued that churches should get no exemptions in the Hosanna-Tabor case. They their, their ministry should, should have the government boot on it. And of course, Kentaji Brown-Jackson is oh, wait, a wait, standard wait, progressive. And, and it, Go ahead. Just keep it, it, folks should note that in that case where she was making that argument, the Supreme Court voted against her position nine to zero. Even the liberal justices thought that her position she was taking was crazy. Now, this Sorry, is the interrupt. California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger, and the last one is Kentaji Jackson. The th- third one is Kentaji Jackson, who is just a standard-issue uh, Ivy League radical, and, and I may be redundant when I say Ivy League radical lawyer, but the point is that we have three nominees, all of whom, by the way, are African-American women, which is totally deliberate, and I, I'm sure most people have heard that news, that race is a motivating factor to this nomination, but put that aside for a while. We have two progressives and someone who seems to come from the real world, Michelle Childs, who I went to law school at the University of South Carolina. Oh, my gracious. Are we actually going to pick a Supreme Court judge from the real world and not from the Northeast uh, elite uh, law school? Hans, which is it going to be? Who will Joe Biden answer to? Well, when you consider that everyone in the White House the political appointees throughout his administration all come from the far left reaches of the progressive fever swamp. I, I think the answer is pretty clear uh, who it's going to be. It's going to be the most left wing ideologue they think they can get through the United States Senate. And and folks, just to reframe this for the 
for the first time in a long time, there's a potential nominee from a public university. Shiver me timbers, right? <laughs> Are you serious? You're not going to... And and even, I got to tell you, Hans, even on the right in some, you know, very well-known conservative uh, outlets, people who cover the courts are basically giving short shrift to Michelle Childs because she doesn't have the same legal acumen as as the other two nominees. I mean, what's going on here? Why, why don't we have, you know, people like Michelle Childs pick for the court, you know, a, a, a corporate lawyer in private practice, uh, real world experience representing clients, real world experience as a state court trial judge, um, not pro-defendant, very much from lawyers I talked to who appeared before her in Richland County, which is Columbia, South Carolina, say she's usually on the side of the prosecution. Is that her death knell, or or maybe is that what gets her picked? Can I tell you a quick story about this that I think explains this, Christian? Um, look, when about I got to the U.S. Justice, it, when I got to the Justice Department in 2001, I found this unbelievably elitist attitude even in the career lawyers at the Justice Department, they thought that they should only and could only hire lawyers from the Ivy League, and they just dismissed folks from other law schools across the country, particularly state schools, because they, they had a dismissive attitude towards them. And I, I said, look, th- th- those schools are just as good. Those students are just as good as the Ivy Leagues, and in many cases, better. And we need to hire from those places. They, I was accused of wanting to put conservative activists into positions there simply because we wanted to hire from public law schools across the country. And Hans, I will tell you, when I was at the University of South Carolina School of Law with Michelle Childs uh, in the same building at the same time, they were actually teaching law, contracts, torts, trial advocacy, uh, constitutional law, criminal procedure. These days, Harvard and Yale, they don't teach law. They teach social no. justice activism. So the fewer judges right. we have from the Ivy Leagues, the better. Hans von Spakovsky, the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Hans, uh, how can people find where you are? Uh, they can find me at uh, heritage.org. But actually, if they look in the Federalist, uh, the Federalist today, I actually have an article about the racist views and policies of the Biden administration and the left. All right. Thank you very much, Hans. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios in the morning. We're taking your calls next at 1-88-589-8840. 1-88-589-8840. Who wants that case of Omaha States? Back right after this. Friendships is looking for full-time volunteer men and women who are serious about serving God, investing time in rewarding work, and helping people in need around the world. There is no charge to serve. Room and board are provided. A willing heart and a desire to work as part of a team are the primary skills required. Check out the opportunities at friendships.org or email portmercy at friendships.org. That's portmercy at friendships.org. Hello, I'm Gary Roby, host of Call to Worship, heard each Sunday on American Family Radio. This one-hour program will lead you in a special time of worship and praise. We will focus on God's Word, spoken, and in music. Call to Worship has a different topic each week as we glorify God together. 
Be sure to join us at 5 a.m. Central each Sunday for a call to worship right here on American Family Radio. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. A major problem with Goebbels, Inc. and their big tech cohort's sycophantic zeal to censor speech to limit the flow of misinformation is that many of the very things they deemed misinformation five minutes ago are now evidentially established as facts. For example, eight months ago, they said, get vaxxed and you can't catch or spread schmovin. We now know that's not true. They said cloth masks work. We now know that's not true. If you said you thought it was possible that Schmovit came from a lab, you were censored and banned. Now, that's the most likely origin theory. Free speech is a necessary ingredient for freedom. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Closing the ring was the title Winston Churchill gave to his epic account of the Allies' success in encircling and tightening the noose on Adolf Hitler's Third Reich. That set the stage for the decisive invasions in Normandy and the East that liberated half of Europe and, for decades, enslaved the rest under Soviet communist tyranny. The folks that did that enslaving are back. Former KGB officer Vladimir Putin insists that the Soviet Union's fall was, quote, the greatest catastrophe of the 20th century, unquote, and he has been determined to get even against the Western powers led by Ronald Reagan's United States ever since. Today, Putin is closing the ring on Ukraine, now a part of the free world liberated from his evil empire. Should we fail to deter his incipient invasion there, a new Russo-Chinese axis will tighten the noose on us. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios today. It's been great subbing for Sandy this week. Thank you guys for tagging along. And we've been talking about vaccine mandates and the effort in Congress to defund any vaccine mandate led by Texas Republican Chip Roy and some senators like Senator Cruz, Senator Lee, Senator Johnson from Wisconsin. Kind of rhymes. And the vaccine mandate 
can be defunded and you can help defund it if you go to alignact.com. That's alignact.com. And you could sign up there to send your voice to Washington that you don't believe the federal government should be paying to force people to get vaccines. And I posed in the earlier segment, where in the Constitution does it say that the federal government has the power to impose vaccines on people? Right? The Constitution lays out all the powers of the federal government. I've looked at it. I can't find it. Maybe you can. I, I talked about my Omaha Steaks Challenge. If you can find it somewhere in the Constitution, I certainly can't find where the federal government is given the power to force medical treatment on people. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's not. But the problem is real people are getting hurt. Real people are suffering because the government is forcing them to do something they don't believe in. Karen, you're in Oklahoma. Uh, how are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Great. What What's your story? So, um, well, I have so many stories, but I'll try to just stick to one. Um, I'm a registered nurse. And I no longer work in the hospital industry. And now I teach uh, nurse aides uh, that are at the high school level. My daughter works in hospice. And the biggest issue right now is that they're going to eventually, I think, force her to get the shot that she so desperately does not want to get for obvious reasons. And so... um, even though our governor is wonderful here and a Republican, um, I just don't know how we can fight. We keep fighting, but I don't know how we will win. Let me put it that way. And I think it's egregious that um, Medicare, in order for companies to be paid or reimbursed through Medicare and Medicaid, they are requiring that all their workers have this horrible jab. Well, uh, this gets right to the heart of the matter, doesn't it? That how they are using power, that they use power anywhere they can find it to force people to do things, right? Whether it's federal employees, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, whether it's OSHA, uh, it's the use of federal power. And it shows you the tendencies of these people, doesn't it? In other words... We're learning a lot about our fellow Americans, or at least a sizable fraction of them, and how they seem to be really cool with all of this power and telling other people what to do. You know, there was a book written about 100 years ago called It Can't Happen Here, Sinclair Lewis, I think. And for a long time, Americans didn't think it could happen here. Of course, Sinclair Lewis wrote it from a left-wing perspective. But uh, you start to wonder... When you see people walking down the street alone in a mask, oh, that's a really common occurrence around Washington. I promise you, uh, right around my office in Washington uh, area, there will be people walking by themselves with a mask on and driving in a car with a mask on. That's my favorite one. It's like, are they afraid of the air from the car in front of them getting into their car, maybe? After all, nowadays in Washington, when you drive around D.C., You could drive down the street and the car in front of you will smell like pot, right? Somebody in the car in front of you will be smoking marijuana and it will go into your car when you're behind them. So maybe that's why these people are wearing masks, is they're afraid of pot. 
I don't know. But the vaccine mandate is real to a lot of people who don't want to take it. What's your story? 1-888-589-8840. I'm Jay Christian Adams. On for Sandy Rios this morning on American Family Radio. And where's the problem here? Is the problem within the Republican Party not fighting, or is it the militancy of the Democrats? David, you're in Texas. How are you this morning? I'm great, thank you. Um, I, I think the problem is, is is not that the Republicans aren't fighting, but my, my concern is, as a, from a strategy standpoint, it's terrible that we have a, a leader that is really a Benedict Arnold we need a George Washington. Uh, no matter how much good uh, the Freedom Caucus and anything can can bring about when it gets to the Senate, here he is building a coalition to help the Democrats instead of trying to save the nation from this Marxist takeover. Well, I will tell you some very good things have happened in the Senate this year. Uh, Primarily, and we've talked a lot about this when I've hosted for Sandy, when I've been a guest for Sandy, and I'm sure Sandy's talked about it, that's all the election law changes, H.R. 1. And I have never seen the Republicans in the Senate so unified and steadfast in saving the Republic like they did over these election takeovers in the federal government. Um, So lots of good things to say about the Senate on that score, at least. But when it comes to the federal government fighting back, and the the Republicans fighting back on vaccine mandates, uh, we're going to find out. That's why the Align Act uh, effort to defund the vaccine mandate is, is so important and why they need to hear from you. If you don't believe in the federal government, mandating medical treatment, which once again, if you know where that is in the Constitution, please call in and tell me. Please let me know at 1-888-589-8840. Where does it say that the federal government has the power to mandate medical treatment? It doesn't, but maybe I'm wrong. Jenny, you're in Oklahoma. How are you this morning? Jenny, go ahead. Hi. Yes, I am a physical therapist in Oklahoma and provide home health physical therapy on my own business since 2006. We contract through home health companies, and they are mandating that their employees and all contractors, who, because they receive Medicare funding through the CMS, that we get vaccinated. Right. And, and how does this affect uh, what you do? Well, if... I mean, I have filed for a religious exemption. I will not take. I'm blessed enough that I'm in the position that I will not have to work. Obviously, it helps my family, but um, I will not take the, and then I won't take the mandate, and then I have people who work under me. If I can't work, they can't work. So we're talking five different people who will not have a job if they continue to force the mandate or if they don't give right. us religious exemptions. Right. And, and you know what? This is a country based on choice. People should have the choice whether or not to do this. Now, I will tell you, as I said before on the show, I've had the vaccine, right? It, no big deal to me. But that doesn't mean that the government should tell somebody else that it should be a big deal to them. That's what freedom's all about. That's why we live in a country that believes in freedom. You know, it used to be my body, my choice. <laughs> Remember that? Remember those days where the women would march in front of the Supreme Court with their my body, my choice signs? You don't see so much of that when it comes to the vaccine mandate from the same crowd. 
Larry, good morning. You're in Texas. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. What do you have for us? Well, it's funny because about a week and a half ago, I read an article about the coronavirus. That it is a the virus has to enter your nose and sit for five days before it can enter your body and start causing blood clots. And what they told us is, is if you use a watered-down iodine or hydrogen peroxide solution that's sprayed in your nose every day, it kills 100% of the virus. It cannot, it cannot grow and become the enter your body as a virus if you kill it every day. So it's just a simple solution that they don't want us to know about. Well, I, I can't profess to be a medical authority. I'm an attorney, not a uh, doctor. But I will tell you, I have, uh, like I said, I've had the vaccine. I think the Pfizer vaccine. And anytime I think I might be getting something, I turn into a zinc addict, right? No crack pipes, no syringes. It's all zinc. And I have not gotten sick. And I'm perfectly happy to try simple solutions, as you put it. Uh, And I'm sure lots of people have their own uh, their own solution to this. But one thing that we know doesn't work, we know doesn't work, is when a government starts to mandate. You know what? I'll tell you something completely radical. The sooner this virus burns its way through the population, the better. And some countries like Sweden took the approach of we're not really going to have lockdowns because the sooner it burns through us, the better. Because that's what viruses do. They eventually die out. And we may be getting into that phase right now. But the sooner it burns out, the better. Dan, you're in Texas. You're on American Family Radio. Good morning. Hey, I'm Dan. Good morning. Am I speaking on the radio with you? You are. Excellent. So anyway, uh, new to Texas, about six years, left uh, New Jersey, couldn't get out of there quick enough. What a shame. They misgoverned that state. Texas much better serves, you know, what I need as a vet and a conservative. What I want to say is one of the things President Donald Trump really proved that was with inside the beltway, I don't care if you're left, right or center, there's a level of corruption there that is unprecedented. And I think at the heart of things, that's the problem. I mean, that's the problem. I don't know the easy answer. And quite frankly, I know you're part of the media. I listen to you because I tend to believe the things you say more. The media kind of sows the seeds of discord amongst Americans. And I don't think there's an easy answer, my man. Well, Dan, these are very uh, keen observations. I will tell you that as one who has been inside the Beltway for the better part of, I guess, now 20, I don't know, 20, 24, 25 years, that... um, it's not just rank corruption. I, I mean, yeah, there's that there. But what's going on in Washington is a disconnect from mainstream America, mainstream American values, American values, and this progressive attitude that everybody here knows best. We're smarter. We're wealthier. We have cushy jobs. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the city generally. And the idea that we can impose solutions on everything ranging from mandates to education to transportation to sprawl to urban planning. You know, like we're this oracle of wisdom that has the ability and unfortunately the increasing power to do just that. 
And more and more and more, the federal government is being completely overrun by Ivy Leaguers. And folks, Harvard ain't what it used to be. Harvard ain't what it used to be, and Yale's even worse. Because at these elite schools, they don't teach anymore why America is good. They don't teach anymore what law is at these law schools. They teach progressivism openly. I wrote a piece a number of years ago, does Harvard teach law anymore? It's a PJ Media. Go read it. Your brain will boil over the things they teach at Harvard Law School. It is not law. It is how to tell you what to do. And these elite institutions in Washington, it's not straight corruption. Nobody's taking sacks of cash. They're just doing what their professors are telling them to do. Nobody's getting paid off with a lunch. They're just on a crusade. And more and more and more, this is what the federal government is all about, is a bunch of crusaders. They want to tell you what to do with your families, your schools, your lives, your neighborhoods, everything. They know best, don't they? They know best. That's what's going on, I think. Corruption is something from like 100 years ago. You know, where Boss Tweed or, or, uh, or Don Corleone would have his paid-off henchmen inside the government. That's not what's going on anymore. Federal employees don't need it. They already make more than everybody else. Go look at the GS scale. People who barely do anything are making $160,000 a year plus another $40,000 in benefits. You don't need corruption when that's what you got. Folks, it's been great. I'm Jay Christian Adams. Sandy Rios, thank you very much for having me guest host. Hope to talk to you guys soon. You're listening to American Family Radio. Thank you all for being here. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.